Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The COB is presented by Rabobank. Awarded 2023 SMSF Savings Bank of the Year by Mozo. Well, good afternoon to you. This is the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney. Very pleased to be here with you, Juliet Sally. Yes, I just saw myself on the promo. That was a bit exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's the end of the day, so you know the drill. Podcast form or watching us live. Uh, We take you through the day that was key themes of the day and, of course, get you across the market close. Mm. And it's been not a good session at all. No, absolutely. So we had those headwinds, I guess, from the U.S. session as well with that sticky inflation print. Does that mean the Fed's going to stay high for longer? And then you've got the likes of BHP going ex-div. So huge weighing on the material space and a very down day today. Yeah, we've got, you know, iron ore retreating because we had that China trade data that came in weaker than expected. In fact, that's one of the key themes of the session, part of the market malaise, we really did watch this local market tank. The last of the day's trades are going through the ASX still, um, but it looks like we're going to down more than 1%. Um, again, on the back of some concerns, not just about growth in China, but global growth really as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in terms of what we've been seeing in our economy, and it was really interesting in the last hour, I had Clifford, who's very negative on the economy versus uh, Mark Bailey, who was a little bit more upbeat. So I actually would think it would have been really interesting to have a double header with those. But we had Philip Lowe speaking as well. And that was his outgoing speech. Uh, Mark gave him a seven out of 10 for his tenure. Clifford gave him a two. So it's really really interesting to see the overall mood on uh, RBA governor who's dealt with some really unprecedented times in his tenure including of course the pandemic. Yeah of course he said hindsight is twenty twenty. there had been mistakes made um, but again you know throwing the kitchen sink at was an unprecedented situation and I thought it was interesting that he said if you average out inflation over his tenure it actually mm. was sort of within the target, the target. Then. and I also liked what he had to say about when inflation was low people were calling on them to lower the inflation target mm. when inflation's high people calling on the RBA to you know lift the inflation target and he's saying that's not how it you works. do it yeah it's true <laughs> you don't put a target and then just we're all as Andrew it. I think Andrew's written that in his piece today we're all central bank governors from um, this armchair is true. aren't we this yeah. is true and uh, that's Andrew Gagan's piece in our newsletter, the I'd say the sister newsletter to this um, this piece here, and that's called the COB as well. If you just like to give things a bit of a read, find some key interviews from the day. Uh, you can just sign up for that and you can do that via the website as well. Um, but yeah, Juliet, interesting to note, Clifford, Mark, the divergence between those mm. opinions. I mean, those interviews will be up online shortly as well. 
Um, let's take a look at some of the, the, the sectors, though, because I think that when you look at this page, you know, the materials page, that mm. will really tell a story. And it tells the story of companies trading ex-dividend, which has been a real theme, you know, throughout yeah. this week. I mean, you take BHP paying its lofty or hefty, as you might say, dividend out of the market. That is going to be quite a hit, isn't it? 5.1% of one of the biggest stocks on the index. I mean, we're also looking in this material space about what the China trade data meant as well with another monthly decline in imports and exports, although it was a little less steep than expected. Uh, Fortescue Metals there closing the day down below $20 a share. Yeah, and I mean, it's interesting because uh, iron ore has been performing quite well, but today was sort of the straw that broke the camel back. Also, oil price coming under pressure as well. Let's quickly check in on the lithium names. Let's move on. There we go. Limetown, Arbormile, you know the story there. But yeah, on the energy point, so we did see oil prices easing today again on the demand side mm. of the equation. And also in terms of supply, I mean, Saudi and Russia really looking to control the price. And so, um, you know, with the extended production cuts coming through there, uh, you know, that has been very, you know, it's been very supportive yeah. of the oil price in general for a couple of weeks now. I thought it was interesting, the Santos story, because you did have Moody's kind of reaffirming its rating on Santos, but it fell in line with, I guess, mm -hmm. that little bit of weakness that you saw coming through from oil, which I think is still worth noting is holding near those nine month highs. Uh, let's have a look at the healthcare space as well. Some really interesting calls uh, that we had on the trade on the healthcare space today, but uh, CSL was a laggard off by 1.2% and ResMed coming back a little bit. Of course, yeah. that stock's been trading under significant pressure. Totally. And uh, Rudy Philippek van Dijk from FN Arena joined us earlier on today. He detailed three broker downgrades. That's up online if you'd like to get a view on what the brokers are saying. But he said, finally, finally, it looks like there's some bargain hunters moving into ResMed, finding value in what he reckons is one of the highest quality stocks on the ASX. So yeah, Telix Pharmaceuticals has been one of the best performers all this week. I haven't mm. seen any really meaty news, but it, it Grady does. Grady had it as a, a buy, I think. A specy buy, yeah, yeah, Potter. Yeah. Or probably not a specy buy. It's, it's they... one of those few biotechs that are really commercial, you know, yeah. really bringing revenue in through the door. Um, look, we are continuing to watch that uh, strike action and how that's playing out for some of these companies. Uh, Coles. Coles. Well, that was an interesting story because um, of this TikTok video. I mean, not too much movement in terms of its share price, but uh, a TikTok, uh, I guess, what do you call those? I'm not on TikTok. Me so, neither. <laughs> somebody who uses TikTok. One of the you. TikTokers um, or something. A TikToker, know. yeah. She videoed, it was quite interesting, this, I think it was a jar of Vegemite that was supposedly on special, but it was actually 30 cents more than if you lifted that special sticker off, what the, what the general. Yeah. Yeah. But we know as well, Coles has been saying, look, it's been um, the subject of some theft, so it's going to really try and boost its security there as well. And NAB, that was an interesting story because the AFR reporting there could be some more job cuts there too. Oh, listen, uh, it, it, those are the times that we're living in, to be honest. Um, I had a, a good chat on the call today with my guests, mm. uh, Michael Gable and Adam Dawes. If you haven't caught that episode, you should do so. It was a good one. Um, but we were talking about the office market and just, oh, yeah. you know, um, just what will bring people back to the office. I'm sort of going on a bit of a tangent here, but, you know, job losses, job losses are going to start and bringing people back to the office. I heard you say as well that if people start to earn less, because yeah. that's happening in the US, right? Like yeah. if you're getting a New York salary, but you decide that you want to live out in Connecticut, 
they might dock your salary. Is that going to drive people, pardon the pun, back to the office? Yeah, well, I I would imagine that mm. for some it would. I mean, I, I understand that commuting for hours, I mean, I don't like doing it either. But, um, you know, I understand the logic of people wanting to work at home for some of the time. But, yeah, there's so much at well, if play. You're for, yeah, you're paying for city rents, then you want yeah. people in the office. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Um, also on the uh, the call today, we had a stock of the day, which was Bubs. It's one of the laggards from reporting season. Mm. Revenue is uh, not going well. They're putting a lot of stock on this uh, North American infant formula licensing. So they're doing a study there to make sure that they can get that permanent permitting. And I'm just breaking it down very simply. Uh, but uh, don't think that sold my guests today. <laughs> Let's take a listen. I think the market was certainly looking for uh, that China story to really push forward. But they've said that there's lots of excess stock and a lot of inventory that they can't get rid of in China. So hence why there's, there's that, that's coming off all that revenue, uh, that outward costs are going to be higher. So yeah, I think overall for me, this is somewhere where you do not need to be. Uh, unless you can start to see some uh, costs are being lowered and revenue starting to move higher, I would say get out and it's a sell. It's, um, how do they call it, a reset. So when a company's you know, undergoing a reset, yeah, it's, I think it's early days. It's, um, it may work out, um, but at this point in time, I think it's just way too cloudy to take a punt. Um, you know, even at 17 cents, it could be you know, quite a bit lower than that. Not sold on bubs, too much execution risks, too much riding on that North American expansion. So you can check out that in its entirety up online or in podcast form. Yeah. Why don't we go to Adelaide now? Fraser McLeod is joining us from Shaw and Partners. Fraser, welcome to the program. Can you just give us your thoughts you. on the market? I mean, we just keep rejecting that 7,300 level, big you know, sell-off in some of those miners today. What, do you, what are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, you're right. A few things have turned next dividend, so you can forgive them on that. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, it's, um, uh, yeah, look, it, it, it's a market that's obviously driven by overseas in terms of sentiment, and uh, and it's the old story of uh, good news being bad news. So, um, you know, the stocks have fallen on the, the U.S. server sector, coming out with some fairly upbeat or maybe slightly more positive than some would have feared um, expectations of a soft landing. Um, that then instantly places the market into the view that uh, that we won't see relief on rates soon, so stocks go down. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, it's counter um, to perhaps uh, how some of us would have been originally taught, you know, 20 years ago. But uh, we are still in a market that uh, looks towards stimulus as being um, a, a key positive that uh, that must push share prices higher, and that's probably what we've seen over the past couple of days. So market a bit soft because of that. Um, we're, we're still probably trading on a market. You know that that's uh, around about say a twelve percent total shareholder return on our scan, maybe four percent yield, eight uh, percent capital gain. That that's in okay territory. It's not really a, the the type of market to be pushing hard on because it's great value. Um, but you know we we bumbled on through, and um, uh, it's also not a market to be to be selling either. There's a, there's a few stocks that are mm. tempting enough. Uh, Fraser, I want some good news because I've been a little bit depressed by all the recessionary talk, especially in the last. But you're, you're talking about some of the Aussie businesses leading on a global stage. What are you looking at in yeah, particular? 
Look, I, I think it'd be worthwhile just to look at maybe three three different stocks. That is what I suggest really for today. That uh, of you know just great Australian businesses that, that are, are punching maybe above their weight even on the on the world stage and uh, and and you know really great growing companies that are that are probably quite cheap as well. So you know let's try and put a, a bit of a positive sentiment towards um uh, the end of today. Um, uh, so you know a few companies to look at. First of all was uh, was Redox. Um, which was uh, the, the biggest IPO. Not a lot of IPOs in our market this year, uh, but uh, but Redox um, just came out with their their first listed uh, results and uh, and beat you know, prospectus uh, expectations. Um, so good on them. This is a this is a long run family managed business uh, that that has listed on the market, um, and um, you know the, the, their earnings were well ahead of prospectus. Uh, the, the margins are still very strong at above twenty percent, and uh, and it's cheap. You know, it's it's cheap. Growth into the future for um, you know their, their compounding revenue into the future is uh, is looking pretty solid, and uh, they've made an excellent job of controlling costs. So this is a chemicals business that uh, that is growing internationally. They're a distribution business. It's it's quite a defensive business. So it's really defensive growth. Um, you know, you know, steered from Australia. And um, and yeah, a lot of reasons uh, to to like that one. So in a, in a difficult market for uh, for IPOs this year, uh, nice to see that one um, you know trading above its IPO price. Uh, Fraser, there is a company. Okay, bear with me because I know one of the companies on your list is Crisis. Uh, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was sitting last night at the Startup Daily Awards, Startup Daily, one of our sister uh, publications here at Ausbiz, and I was sitting on the table with a gentleman who founded Crisis from the CSIRO. He is Great. currently uh, working on a startup that detects landmines underground wow. using technology wow. that can actually, instead of just detecting metal, it detects the, mm. you know, the actual. Um, Chemical, Material, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, mm. but I was saying, oh, he said I've I've actually spun out a few companies from CSIRO, uh, one of which was Crisis Corporation. Don't know if you've heard of it. And I said I have because it was one of the C79. companies that were put yeah. to the investment committee just the other day. Mm. So, tell us your assessment of this company. Is it an Aussie battler that's going to win? Yeah, an Adelaide-based company. I'll let you know. Is as well. it? So, ah. um, uh, so, uh, yeah, they, so they do they do photon assay, which is about as scientific as I get. But basically, if you're if you're looking for gold uh, or silver or copper, then you know, this is this is now the the leading gold standard. Um, so it's it's um it's faster, it's safer, it's more accurate in terms of gold analysis than uh, for mining companies than than uh, the, the 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 current technology. And um, and it's obviously the case that the you know management are, are willing to to pay up for that uh, for that style of, of product as well. So um, they're pretty cheap. Um, they're trading on for the for the growth so already. The, the stock price has doubled over the course of the last year. Um, you know we value them at six dollars ninety now. Um, it's probably quite cheap because it's only trading on eleven times forward earnings. And um, so yeah, it's uh, you know as, as a as a more I would classify it as, as more of a technology business than, than anything else. But um, uh, yeah, nice to see uh, an Australian um, a product really just dominating. And uh, and shed. for the the feedback that we're getting from from management is very positive in terms of the talks that they're in for further uh, for further uptake. Um, so yeah, I like that one a lot. 
Nick Cutmore is the um, gentleman's name, just as an FYI, and the company, uh, the startup that he's working on right now is called Enread, if anybody wants to take a look. Oh, the Dean, moving with the movers and shakers. <laughs> All right, let's go to Paladin as well, because that's a stock that a lot of people uh, that come on our show like to talk about, and this is really just on that uranium piece, ripping higher as well. Yes. What do you like, Fraser? Oh, look, I mean, you know, I've, I've talked about Paladin for, for the past couple of years, really, and, um, you know, a bit of a bore with it. But uh, it is the sector standout. Um, the reason it's the sector standout is because if you believe that the uranium price is going up, which it certainly is, um, then this is quite a, a, a low-risk path to production. So they've got the Langer Heinrich mine. They own 75% of it. The, the Chinese, through CNNC, really government-owned entity, they own the other 25%. Um, and the uh, the the... There's a few factors which are coming together at the moment. Um, so we know that utilities need to buy. We know that the volumes of contracted um, market into the Euro market has been relatively low, considering where they should be by this point in the year. So probably over the course of the next few months and um, towards Christmas, we're going to see even more pressured contracting at a time that uh, the uranium spot price has, has ticked over a 16-month high. So it's now trading at, uh, at $62 a pound, could go a lot higher. Um, so it's those with the ability to be able to supply into market um, in the near term, they're really going to see the benefit. And there's a handful of companies around the world that can do that because this is a sector that has been desperately underinvested uh, post Fukushima over the past uh, 10 years. Uh, Paladin is probably in, in, there's a few others, but, uh, but Paladin is probably our, our key pick um, to be able to deliver and supply. Um, so, and also we saw this this year or over this month rather over the course of the last few weeks, we saw um, you know further uh, really uh, geopolitical problems in in Nigeria, and that's a big producing country as well of uranium. Um, we we saw Cameco, um, who are the, the biggest listed entity as a producer in the world, um, and they've come out and said, look, we've, we've got some challenges in terms of volumes that we're going to be able to to bring to market. Uh, we are contracted; we need to be able to supply this, and uh, and we're going to have to even go into the market itself and, and and buy some volume rather than because we we what we thought we were going to bring out of our mines, um, we're probably going to be a bit short on, and um, so all. All of this is coming together. The, the weather is looking pretty sunny for the uranium market. If you're uh, if you're on the uh, if you're on the, the the supply side, if you're on the buy side, um, it's looking a bit hairy. So, uh, if you are a utility and you're running a nuclear power station, one thing's for sure: you don't care what price you pay. What you need is security of supply, and that's what we saw last time around when there was a, a, a raging bull market in, in uranium. And uh, so things are are warming up certainly uh, amongst the um, the, the listed uh, uranium space. Paladin or, or key pick. We got a dollar fifteen price target on it, but uh, you know what tend, does tend to happen on these things is that uh, they they overcook on the on the upside as well. All right, Fraser. Nice to have a ray of sunshine with three Aussie companies that are looking good. Nice one. We'll speak yeah. soon. You know, thanks again. Cheers, Fraser McLeod. We'll put that up online, of course. I suppose we're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel for some of these uh, leaders of the market. Not so. We've got Chalice Mining up by about 9%. So Chalice has been hit really hard. Uh, you know, it had its price target cut 50% by UBS. 
just the other day. It really has taken it on the chin. So I guess this is a bit of buying coming in, you know, a bit of bargain hunting、yeah. happening here to send it to the top of the pops today,、yep. up by about nine percent. And Telex Pharmaceuticals. I mean, that rose something like twelve percent after its results. And we were talking earlier about how Grady from Bell Potter had told me yesterday they think they'd moved that from a, an actual buy from a speculative buy. So certainly one that's on a few people's radar. It is up three and a half percent. Benigo and Adelaide Bank. You know, not bad when you're seeing the banks as a as a whole. Yeah. Today. I mean, it did trade X dividend earlier in the week. Boy, the days are running into one another.、Um, and I'm just going to you know name drop the AFR because their street talk. A、columnist has spotted unusual trading activity in Takeover Target Lion Town this、mm. morning.、Uh, as, of course, you know Arbemal is taking it over.、Um, they're saying that WA stockbroker Euros Hartleys traded close, well, 1.7 percent of the company、um, across five large blocks at three dollars per share. So, piquing the market's interest, given the shares were trading at two dollars ninety a piece. So. The AFR is saying eyes on Gina Reinhardt. Oh,、Ooh. the plot thickens. Okay, laggards today. I would imagine、It's、we've got quite a few to,、um, yeah, to to hang our hats on here. The worst though, super retail group down by seven percent. I did see this this morning, looking for why the share price was under pressure. There has been a change in directors' interest, so whether or not that's selling,、mm. um, I didn't have a chance to go and read it in detail, but that would be my assumption. Other than that, we did see a better day for coal stocks yesterday because the royalties being put in place by New South Wales, I suppose, were lower than some had anticipated.、Um, so maybe a bit of give back there, but also, you know, when we've got this negative story coming out of China,、yeah. um, you know, it's just been a really dismal day for a lot of those mining companies. I mean, that's never going to be great when you're seeing the the export picture under a little bit of pressure. And I think as well, what Clifford was saying too, with our Aussie dollar weaker, we're kind of not even getting the the positivity that you might. Get from lower exports with a higher dollar. BHP, we've been mentioning that XDIV play, so down by five percent, and Sierra、uh, Resources also under pressure today、uh, on a stock that is only trading at fifty-seven cents though, but a five percent lag out there. Yeah, and, and Star Entertainment. I mean, we, you know, we know that、uh, I guess the New South Wales government has thrown in a bit of a lifeline. There's no news that I can see associated with that move today, but you know, regulatory risks. There's a lot of headwinds. For Star Entertainment right now,、um, quickly in the small to mid cap space,、uh, Iperionex. I do know that that has done a deal in the United States. They're looking to it's titanium, I think, but really looking to tap into that that need in the U.S. for、mm. some of those critical minerals to come from you know、uh, local sources. Other than that, not sure what's going on with the rest of those. The laggards, though, Juliet. Let's see if there's any sort of wildcat resources.、Yeah. A bit of a wildcat down by eleven <laughs> and a quarter of one percent, and Tieto Minerals there off by about eight percent. Okay, so that brings us to what's going to be happening through the overnight period, and、um, one of the big ones that we're keeping our eye on. We have all throughout the pandemic is this. U.S. jobless、mm. claims.、Um. Well, so that the unemployment data, initial jobless claims released, as well as that non-farm productivity and unit labour costs. So that's always a big one before you get the the key job numbers in the United States and an indication as to how the economy is faring. We talked about as well whether or not the, you'd start to see companies pausing on hiring or even、uh, pausing on in terms of what they could be paying in bonuses and the like. And then the eurozone is the big piece too. There, that final estimate to its second quarter GDP. 
Yeah. And the laggard of, of Germany being the weak link there. We also, tomorrow morning, Juliet, I know you can't wait, we'll be able to mull over what the Feds Harker, Goolsby, Williams, Bostick, and Bowman are going to be saying. So warming up the market for whatever will come from the Fed next. Uh, speaking of next, tomorrow's a Friday. It is. Hey, Yay. I like Fridays. But I mean, not much happening when we're digging for ex-dividend stocks being yeah. the, the leaders and some of those are small caps as well. But WiseTech are paying out a dividend of 8.4%. Look, 8%. Um, there might not be any big, uh, you know, blockbuster data on the horizon here locally, but we will have you well covered um, as per usual. Uh, an awesome lineup of guests that are coming on with us. Um, we'll be taking you through small caps. We'll be taking you through the big picture, yeah. uh, the call. And um, I was talking about startups a little earlier on, so I'll give a little bit of a plug to Startup Daily, which uh, is at 1.30 p.m. Sydney time uh, tomorrow. And I'm sure they'll be talking about some of the winners from oh, the Startup yeah, from Daily the Awards. Awards. Did it you was, have a good night? It was a really good night. Yeah. And it's just always so inspiring to be in a room full of people doing just cool things and looking to, you know, really transform the Aussie economy as well. Just talking about how the tech, the innovation. Yeah. I mean, that is, if we want to be a future focused country, I mean, we've got to support uh, all of these innovative ideas that are coming out and the technical prowess of these people is yeah. just really, really impressive. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my parting thought, I suppose. Well, my parting thought is, as you mentioned, it is Friday tomorrow, but uh, we are going to say goodbye for now and uh, we'll see you with all the latest tomorrow. Bright and early. See you then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.